What's going on, y'all? New week, new heat. I'm Popular Theory. You about to get into it. About to really get into it today, guys. Got some things that's relationship pandemic sports whatever music we cover it all here on the popular theory there are no boundaries on this show constant content again support subscribe share unpopular theory page fan page on instagram twitter Yo, they went hard on this one. So, my guy, he, he was on the most popular radio show, as I said. We always have a healthy dialogue, and, you know, we post things. I see posts, we go back and forth on social media. So, today, we just going to give y'all a little take of that. And, uh, yeah, go ahead, bro. As you were saying. Um, so, we were talking about the whole Kyrie Irving situation. And I was saying, he was like, I, I respect people wanting to, you know, take a natural approach to their health and, you know, all that homeopathic stuff. And, and, and that's cool. But when you talk to me about getting back to the roots and, you know, living off the land and wanting to take a more natural approach, when we were doing that, we were dying at 26 from dysentery. Like, we talk about it like our ancestors out here eating um, sea moss and living to be 85 and 90. Like, that's just not the case. By and large, we was dying by the age of 40. So my thing is, what has allowed us to live as long as we live now is, you know, um, modern medicine. Now, if you if you want to, you know, judge, you know, the the, the, the the economics of it, these companies making all of this money and, you know, the opioid epidemic that we've dealt with, that's a whole nother conversation that I'm happy to have. I think it's, I think it's weird that America has as many drug commercials as it does. And if you go to places like the UK, they don't have drug commercials. That's, that's understandable. But do, don't you think that America itself... It's like uh, we're like we're one of the best, and we're like social media of all countries. You know what I'm saying? It, we're good and we're bad, and when we're bad, we're very bad. And I feel I was listening to something, or was yeah, I was listening to. Oh, uh, I think it was Bill Maher, and then somebody was on there talking about like the opioid issue. Eighty percent of the cases out of the whole world started in America, so it affected us more than anybody. Yeah, and it's crazy. That's a whole fact. Like, yeah, and that's, but that's, again, that's, that's, that is more to do with marketing. That is to do with our, in America, it's capitalism over everything. Yeah. So, yeah, we let these companies just sell us all these drugs, especially when you talk about what, what we do to our veterans when they come back, even just in our sports. How many years was it we talked about where guys were just told, just shoot them up with something, get them back out there to play? Like, every facet of what we do has been, has been warped so
protection because you trust your immune system, right? So she has an STD. You about to just do that trust that your immune system is going to protect you from chlamydia? No, because we understand that there's limits to what our immune system can do for us. So my issue in all of this has been where people seem to be just ignoring common sense in the pursuit of trying to be right about something. Like, I, I don't care about being right. I just don't want people to die. And it seems like there's a lot of people who just want to be right about something. And I think that that's the part that I find odd. Like, people who are excited, like, I don't want to wear a mask. I'm sick of wearing a mask. Cool. But if the mask only protects you 10% more than not having the mask, is that 10% more protection not worth it? Like what, what is it you're trying to achieve here? But so I just, let's let's look at how people take shit. And, you know, sure. me and you can take it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? But you're always going to find somebody that can say, well, when you look at the numbers, and I'll take my chances with the 1% people that's dying. You know what I'm saying? Or when it was something like a report came out a couple of weeks ago saying that most people that died with COVID had underlying issues, but they just, you know, put it as covid yeah covid was an effect but like i lost a family member to covid when uh it hit there's one day in new york i think like 11 people died in queens he was one of the family members and he also was missing a lump so you know it was other factors and i was I always say yeah that's true yeah, that's, i totally understand it i wouldn't i can't argue with my thing is this because the person had a, a comorbidity or other you know maybe they're diabetes let's think about what they talk about diabetes high blood pressure, um, people with cancer, people with autoimmune disease, like lupus. If you just take those four four things, that's like 50% of the country, bro. So you're saying, I'm cool to put more than half of the country at risk because, well, I mean, they were sick anyway. It's like, we, we, it's like people just took their morality and threw it to the wind again to feel right about something. Like, okay, cool, the person who died was missing a lung or the person who died was diabetic or the person who died morbidly obese does does your life suddenly become less valuable because you're sick to, you know what, to, I mean? like, what, what are we doing like, but that's how we always that's, been that's, bro that's, that's never to me it's always been like that I, like i said before when we spoke motherfuckers don't care about nothing really until it's at their front door and that's usually when that's it's too late that's a fact it's not my problem until it's my problem yep. you know what i mean I, I i i i totally understand that but then my thing is is then don't Tell me, best country in the world, best citizen. Like, my thing is, whatever we are, let's be that. If we ain't shit, and we just every man for himself, and we just living like that, I'm cool with that. But let's keep that same energy at all times. Do not try and pretend that we are this shining city on a hill where, where we, you know, Americans are the best people. No, we ain't shit, and we ain't shit in the realest way. And I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm good with that. Because if we're going to take it to that place, like I've, I, I'll tell you where I'm going with it to this point, just to, to transition it a bit. If you check my TikTok or look at anything I talk about when I get into the politics conversation and all of that, yeah. I'm at a point in my life where I make enough money between myself and my lady that I'm fine, bro. Like, when I tell you I'm fine, I'm fine. So for me, I stopped voting for my interest 10 years ago. I, I'll tell you what happened. When I, when I left Target, I went to Toys R Us. So for those who don't know who's listening to this, Ivan and I used to work together. When I left, went to Toys R Us, I was making about 65000 a day. I was 24 years old, no kids, making 65000 It's like 2010. 
I found out at the time that median household income in America for a family of four, that's mom, dad, and two kids, was about forty-five to $50,000. In that moment, I said to myself, well, shit, I'm past that. And you exceeded it. Handcuffed or whatever. understandable but if we're looking at the like I, I agree with you about like your voting and but to a degree with that so i look at it systemically on everything like i did a show a, a couple weeks ago when i was talking about um religiously and politically drained because I, I tied how how both of them are connected to each other and how especially with marginalized people you now i'm saying but especially in particularly with marginalized people like i can name 10 different families that I've known growing up that were all Christian and uh, Democratic. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, like, how does that always happen? Like, they were all Christian and they all voted Democratic. They were all Dem okay. part of the Democratic Party. Okay. So, I, no, it was, it was black, Latino, you know what I mean? It was, it was a, basically the melting pot that we live in called Brooklyn. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, people that live in marginalized uh, situations like the hood, the PJs or whatever. So I felt like, damn, like, and I've been saying this for years. It's like, yo, what are we really doing here? Like, we're praying. The prayer's not getting answered. And then we're voting. And then this, the same things that we're voting, we're getting the breadcrumbs. You know what I'm saying? I feel we get breadcrumbs. This is America. Me and you spoke in the last episode. We, we linked up about... Uh, Standing on shoulders of the ones that came before you, you know, to elevate each other. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I get it. But I always say this we're standing on shoulders and we're targeting a goal line, per, per se, and it's being moved. So every generation that's standing, it's like it's being moved. They give us breadcrumbs, they give us stimulus, they give us, uh, uh what's my lady on the, the $20 bill? Damn, I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about. The $20 bill. Yeah, they give Tubman. Now, look what they did for the quarter. So, it's like they give us things that makes us say, hey, yeah, but change is coming. And then we get rocked to sleep with something else. So, I agree half a minute. I think, I think that's, I think that's, um, I'm, I'm going for a pragmatic view of things, but I think that's awfully cynical. And I say that because if your definition of progress, so my example is this. MLK dies nineteen sixty eight. Black people got the right to vote nineteen sixty five. That man basically got to vote in one election before he died. Do you believe that when he died and he do you believe that when he got that one time to vote, he didn't believe the fight was the fight he fought that whole time in his life was not worth that one time to vote? 
No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, remember when MLK was assassinated, he started yeah. leaning towards the ideology of Malcolm X. He realized that a big mistake was trying to be included in everything. You got to fix yourself. I, 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 but that's not the question I'm asking. I'm not, I am not arguing about the, the, the latter part of MLK's life where he started looking to be like, nah, all this marching and shit ain't really getting it done. Yeah. Like this peaceful protest and shit. I'm not. Yeah, I get you, but I'm saying he died. I for you're screaming equality, you're screaming these rights and liberties. You want to be treated like the next man, but that's why I said the breadcrumbs because they do give you the breadcrumbs to vote, right? But then the game is still rigged. It's fucking rigged. So it's like, all right, I'm allowed you to have this privilege, right? But at the end of the day, it's still my system. So within my system, I got these safeguards for myself because I'm empowered. That I decide that who goes and who stays, who keeps, who is allotted these types of advances, you know, advantages per se. Like when you look at, uh, we always talk about Hove and, and and Diddy and all them guys. I always say those are the ones, they're tokens, for lack of a better word. They are the hope, like a Barack Obama, to say, you know what? Look what Obama did. Look what Jay did. Look what Dre did. Look what so-and-so did. These are the so, breadcrumbs that they give us. But at the end of the day, these guys still fall underneath the system. My, I don't disagree with you entirely, but my thing is this. If that's the only people you're looking at to draw inspiration from, sure. But you could draw inspiration from a Sean James, myself, who started out as a stock boy in H&M, worked my way up to management positions, and now I'm a six-figure earner with my own store inside of Barclays. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, like I, I, I just got hired. For a new company, I'll be working in the Barclays Center with my own store. So you could look at me and say, damn, that's inspiration. This guy built it from the bottom, and I'm not a college graduate. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's, if you only want to see the billionaires and the billionaires as inspiration and the Barack Obamas, that's cool. You could look at an Ivan who came from it and built it to the level that you built it and have the success that you have and be inspired by that. But again, if all we measure greatness by is he's a billionaire, that's great. Like I just,
midterm election, maybe 30% of us vote in elections. So what that tells you is that in the countries where people turn out to vote the most, you know what you have? You have elected leaders who are terrified to lose their jobs. And what that means is that they get shit done for their people. The idea that not voting helps is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. We don't get shit because we don't show up consistently to vote in massive numbers. If you had 85, 90% voter turnout in the black community, I guarantee we would get more of what we want. But we show up for a presidential election for every four years, and then we don't show up again for four years. We don't vote for our, you know, our comptroller. We don't vote for the people who work in our districts. We don't vote for the, 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 the DA and all that stuff. And then we're like, nothing is changing. Man, you cannot win the war from outside the walls of the city. You have to get into the game. You have to get in the city. So if you're in the game, bro, you got, got, like, we're in the game. The numbers, not exactly accurate. I mean, I'm not a number wins on that aspect but people turn out and vote bro people do things to try to advocate change oh we let so like so who got you, you don't attribute us to getting biden in the white house where we flipped them states that were predominantly red states at core, like Georgia. We have never done that before. That ain't come from no white people. That came from us. That's a presidential election. But I'm saying the fact that we did that shows what we do. Bro, but as an example, look what Georgia is going through the transition that's happening. Like I said, me living in the South, I'm telling you, the majority of South is red, bro. And when you have states like South Carolina that flip, North Carolina that be flipping, Atlanta that has been flipping. It's us that's doing it. So when when we see that, it's like, all right, we get that. But at the end of the day, Georgia has black politicians. They have black council members. They and Georgia is still one of the most racist states in the country. Georgia's black areas have those things. But at the end of the day, Georgia's Georgia. And again, I'm not I'm not fighting you on the fact that yes, in certain pockets for presidential elections. We show up primarily when we show up with presidential elections. But presidential elections, without winning the House and the Senate, don't need anything, bro. So who has the House and the Senate right now? Yeah. Who has the House and the Senate at this at this very moment? Democrats have the slimmest of margins in the Senate right now. They, have, they literally have a tying vote in the Senate. They have 50 senators and Kamala Harris top the tie-breaking vote. So what about That's the House? We have in the Senate, and in the House we have... We have we, have, we are up by six seats in the, in the House right So now. we could say that just for shits and giggles, we got both. Yeah. We have the House. We have the House. The Senate is shaky. But you could say we have the Senate. Not enough to... You need 60 votes to pass legislation. Yeah. Filibuster proof. So for the people who don't understand how this works, you need 60 votes in the Senate to pass anything. Democrats have 50 votes. And they have two senators, Kristen Sinema, Joe Manchin, have played the role of obstructionist on much of Joe Biden's agenda. So you're that. So you have two senators who aren't voting for a lot of what you need, and you don't have a big enough margin to make that up. You know how you fix that by voting. Get us to get sixty senators. And this is what I like to get sixty. Get sixty votes in the Senate, and then come tell me that they're not doing anything. But we don't have that. We have fifty votes in the Senate, which is not enough to pass legislation. 
That's just the nature of the game. I don't like, listen, I don't like the system. I don't. There's no reason that the majority should have to kowtow to the minority in the way that we have to, but that is the game we have to play. So if we don't have 60-plus votes in the Senate and one or two senators decide that they're going to be obstructionists in the way that Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema have done, then this is where we are. But I can assure you that not voting will not help, will help us. It's just not going to, because here's the thing. When we decide to not vote, I promise you the bad people are not going to do the same thing. They are going to vote, and they're going to go get what they want. And that's just the reality. This idea that not voting is somehow going to help us is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Bro, you, that don't work. People, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. That's how people feel, man. It's like you sit up there. Again, and you... I don't care how they feel, bro. This is not about how you feel. The reality is the bad people are going to show up. The people who are trying to undermine democracy, the people who pulled up on January 6th, the people who want to take abortion rights away, the people who don't want to teach our history in schools, those people are going to show up regardless of if we feel a way or not. They're going to be there, period, because the bad people will always show up to do bad things. So we either, we either swallow our pride and get some sense and do what's necessary and do it consistently. You don't, bro, the idea that you can just show up every four years and somehow get the country you want doesn't make any sense. That's just, that's unrealistic, bro. I'm not disputing that we show up for presidential elections. We absolutely show up for presidential elections. But presidential elections are not how you get the country you want. They are a part of it. You've got to show up for those midterms. You've got to show up for your local elections. So you get the mayor that you want. So you get the governor that you want. So you get the comptroller you want. So you All right, get so the, speaking the, of that, did the, you the vote? education secretary that you want. Did it you vote for the, uh, this dude, Adam? I didn't vote for him. No. I didn't vote for him. I wanted Maya Wiley. I did not vote for, I did not vote for um, Eric Adams. And and I, I, did a, I did a TikTok today about it. If anybody who doesn't know, Nuance lives here. That's the TikTok. Nuance lives here. N-U-A-N-C-E. Yeah, Nuance plug yourself, lives here bro. on TikTok and Twitter. And... I I did a whole I did a TikTok about it today talking about the fact that man is bringing back plain clothes officer unions because man has been man has been mayor for a solid not even a whole month yet and he immediately brought them back. Bro, he's and a knock though. He's one of them. That's tough. That's tough. He's a knock, man. Okay. He said he was going to do it. Part of why I didn't want to vote for him, and I understand that it's a reaction. Kids get killed. Two cops got killed this year already, and all of that is tragic. But again, we understand what's going to happen when you do stop and frisk. Bro, they're only going to—they're going to stop and frisk black people. Do we you, know that. Yeah, we—I totally agree. But again, that's like me getting mad at a, a firefighter that dies in a fire. Like that's part of your job. It's unfortunate, but it happens. Yeah. So yeah. I hate yeah. that when we say, "Oh, two cops got killed." Shit, cops kill people every day, all year round. Know what I'm saying, and they get away with it mostly, and, and especially. In our situations, in our situations, need to have a better conversation about that. In an average year, a thousand cops kill a thousand people. In an average year, a thousand citizens get killed by police officers. In an average year, and in an average year, a hundred cops die. And most cops die from traffic incidents. Yeah, they, they stop, stop somebody in the highway. People aren't looking. Get run hit, run over. Yeah. Dumb shit. That's typically how cops die. Funny enough, the last two years, most cops have died from COVID. I think thirty. I think thirty percent of all cop deaths in the last two years have been attributed to COVID. But again, and they're gonna use. Cops who don't want to take the vaccine. 
So, you know, yeah. But they're going to use that narrative and saying, like, well, look at these two cops got killed. Like, bro, it's it's a dangerous job. I work with soldiers. I work with soldiers. They would. I've never heard a soldier say, well, you know, I got killed in Iraq or Afghanistan, you know what I mean? Or wherever, Kosovo, Kuwait. I put this uniform on. I know I'm in this foreign country. I know that it's shit that comes with it. I got to deal with it. Firefighters, like I said, no one wants to, like, just say, you know what? It's a scary um, occupation I have. It comes with hazards. This is what happens. This is what can happen. But you know what? The pivot, to stay in the lane of that, the reason why, to me, that cops get killed and it's the misunderstanding and lack of communication with the community is the fact there's no such thing as policing anymore. You're going to have these rookies or these people that don't understand these areas. You're going to plant them in there, and then they're going to let the stereotypes drive the narratives and put all the shit in their head to think like, yo, one of these black or Latino guys might want to take me out. So let me just be a dickhead all around or be on ready, be ready on 10 so if something pop, I could take this kid life. I could mistake a wallet. I could have a Tamir Rice incident occur. You know what I'm saying? I feel that when you do that, that you broke the whole fucking the circle of life, basically. And you made it like, yo, I'm a cop. I'm a, I got to be on guard when I'm in the hood. Why not have cops police like they used to back in the days? I knew my cop. I had a cop in a whole big ass PJs. He knew everybody. Everybody knew Mr. Myers in the East and in, in Stinkhouses. He was coming when people got murdered. When he retired, he took a job as a karate instructor in the hood. He policed the area. He wasn't trying to stop everybody from killing each other, but at least he knew your name. These cops walk, they don't know us. I agree. So I, I, I agree with you 100%. I also, I would say there's also another part of it that we never talk about to take it even higher level conversation. We got 300 to 400 million guns in this country. Like, we got enough guns in this country for every man, woman, and child to have a gun, and then we still got another 50 to 80 million guns left over in case somebody loses one. And those are the guns we can keep track of. Like, you cannot have a country where you have enough guns for every man, woman, and child, and then expect that no one, that cops and citizens are not going to get shot in the way that they do in this country. Like, that is a unique... Yeah, we, America's country. about so, violence, man. Like, that shit is so, ridiculous. So, 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 there's, so there's the facts of it that is just... We have too many guns. That's first. But then if you want to just take it to the policing side of it, I agree with you that the way we police in this country as far as you need more, have more cops who come from that community who then go back to that community and police. Now, I can understand there's an argument where you go, well, that may cause, you know, issues of uh, nepotism or, you know, you know, corrupt policing from a place of, well, I, I grew up with this guy. I become a cop. But she's a drug dealer, but we've been friends for 20 years. How do you, how do I manage that relationship now? You understand? So there's a facet of it where I can understand that there's some challenges there. But I also think the fact that you can basically become a police officer in six months is a big problem. Like other countries, you know, it's a, it's a longer process. It's maybe 18 months to two years of observing you, psycho, you know, psychoanalyzing you, making sure that you're mentally prepared and capable to hold this job. Because there's a whole lot of tough guys mental issues with guns. Guys who become cops just so they could be police. Bro, not, not shitting on, not even cutting, not shitting on my brother, man. Terry became a, a deputy in uh, Duluth County, Georgia. Mm. Right? Wait, Terry, Terry, yeah, 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 my man. I oh, did the oh, reference shit. for son and all that shit. Nice. He, 
he's not doing it anymore because he was saying like, yo, I could die and they're not paying me enough. But yeah, that's another that's another story. Especially in the South with guns and everywhere. These boys were driving around with, 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 the, with, the, with the AK in the trunk. It's, it's yeah, wild. Yeah, and uh, it's like when you do that, and he's not the only person I know that, you know, is a deputy or sheriff or whatever. I have a cousin that uh, is in it, too. He's in VA. But with that, like, um, the big issue with them is, like, when you're a deputy, you have to do both. Like, you can say a, a, a week you'll work inside the prison, and then the next week you're patrolling. So you have to have, like, an ultimate availability. The shifts be crazy. You got to be able to do both because a lot of places out, like, in the South, you have county that's usually run by deputies, and I mean, and uh, it's just it's just a lot. So he was basically saying like, "Yo, bro, it's it's not worth it. Like, I'm putting my life on the line for peanuts, and you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm working, I'm killing myself, and you know what I'm saying. Like, there's no real reward in that. Because prior to that, he was actually transporting inmates from uh, uh the bookings." to uh the island and he always he wanted to be a ceo but he was telling me like yo they're trying to close this down and the money ain't right or whatever so like two years ago he came to me hit me up like yo bro i need a reference or whatever then he got in and then probably like six months after when i hit him he's like yo bro i'm out man i, I can't do this shit so just seeing like just listening to him and then i like i said i got other family members that's basically doing the same thing he was doing and it's a shit show bro it's it's, it's real shitty but i think spoke about this in my last show that uh it was a breadcrumb the chauvin shit because it happened when the world was kind of like at a standstill i think if it was 
in regular motion like it's been, it would have been like my, my homie in the East that died that got his braid head. I mean, was getting his hair braided. It would have been like the other situations, the Sandra Blands or whatever. You know, we could go on for all. I just felt that was a breadcrumb. Like, hey, they're going to take that and you're going to take uh, the jogger, the one that got killed in, yeah, in Georgia. Yeah, that was, so. Again, that was, that was, they wasn't cops or anything, but again, they didn't, the, 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 the DA of that, but again, this is what I'm talking about with voting matters. Ahmaud Arbery's case did not get picked up because the DA of that county chose not to pick it up. Cool. You know how you do something about that? Get a DA who gives a fuck about people. You know how you get a DA who gives a fuck about people? Voting. Like, it's not just about presidential elections, bro. The picture, it's a bigger picture than that. And you, and not voting means that the bad people show up, they vote for the DA they want, which would be the DA who is not going to go prosecute that trial. Like, that's the game. And we can pretend it's not the game. We can feel how, you can feel however you want to feel, but you're going to feel way worse when the bad people are in charge. So let me ask you this. You think that it's just voting that stops it? What if, and, and like I said, I no, feel I, that we no, vote. I, I think, I think Voting is one part of the fight. Like this is the thing, bro. This is this is where we really gotta be real with ourselves. We were the slaves. You don't go from being the slave to in charge or having equality with just voting. No, and and it certainly doesn't happen quickly. Like this this we got the right to vote in 1965. It's 2022, and in that time frame, we have had black presidents, black vice president now. We've, we've accumulated more wealth, more education, more success, more businesses than we ever had. The success you and I have right now would not have been possible in 1965. You understand what I'm saying? So if we want to just, again, if, if every, this is, this is what slavery and how good of a job the white man did. Most black people alive today are their ancestors' wildest dreams. But we have convinced ourselves that we aren't, we haven't done anything Nothing we do is enough. Nothing we've achieved is enough. Look at how we marginalize all of our victories to that. The only heroes we think about are Jay-Z and Dr. Dre. These impossible levels of success are what we look at and go, those are the, you know, that's the pinnacle of it. It's like, man, most of us ain't going to be there. But you could absolutely be Sean or Ivan. So why not uphold Sean and Ivan and guys at that level of success and say, look, you can at least be them. Because you know what? I'll put it to you like this. 9% of all the men in America, not black or white, 9% of the men in America are six-figure earners, right? Now, let's move that to black people. If you move it to black people, black men in America, I imagine it's something in the range of 3 to 5%. Imagine if you were just able to get 20% of the black men in America to be six-figure earners. Now, I don't believe that capitalism is the answer to all of our problems because even gentrification of a black, even if you said it's black homes owned by wealthy black people, capitalism ain't the answer to our problems. Let's be real. However, we need money to get shit done. We can't pretend that that's not the case. So my thing is, if you voted, if you had more black success that was reachable success, we ain't all going to be Jay-Z, but just black success where you get a couple more black men and women who are making 80000 90000 100000 150000 just those small incremental levels of success. Now you put more wealth into the community. You know what more wealth allows you to have? More power when you go to the voting booth. Because now you've got to respect our conversation a little different because I'm paying a certain amount of taxes. So you've got to, especially when you live in a country where our schools funded by local taxes. 
yeah. households and communities like taxes people pay. So if you increase property values, you get more tax money going into our schools. Now our kids get better education, and it starts to build it from there. But bro, like I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as a parent, right? You can, you can, you can't rely on, especially here in New York. If you got enough bread to send your kids to private schools, do it, because this educational system in New York City, just speaking of, from my experience, fucking sucks. They teach you more about everything else, shit that you really can't take with you in life, than the, than the shit that you need. It's like, for instance, we are, uh, we. My 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 uh, my middle daughter. She's like, hey, eight nine years ago, they introduced the same sex uh, marriage books, and you know, telling them about you know just understanding that you know everybody don't have a traditional family. Yeah, and I just asked the question when I spoke with the dean, like, yo, listen, I get at it, I get that. Go ahead, but you know that's a preference. That's something that you find out. Once you peer the layers of, you know, the individual and everybody has their own situation. But when we talk about academics, stuff that you can fucking take with you in the real world, as my man Umar Johnson says, skills to pay the bills. They don't teach us any of that shit anymore. So you, we send our kids to schools to get these fucking degrees. Nine times out of ten, we wind up in debt and then they got to go get a job at Target. They got to go get a job at, at, at Walmart or whatever. And they're listening to somebody who may not have a fucking GED. Because you're, we're, it's like we're just so stuck on, hey, go to school, get this education, and get this. I have an aunt with a master's degree that's a fucking bartender, bro. She's a bartender. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? Degree I don't know, but she went to school for all that time to accumulate all this debt, and she got a fucking um, positive. Just saying, I have a master's degree. What is the master's bro, degree? Bro, like, that's, it that's, could be like so, um, computer science or whatever. But still, bro, she's unemployed. She's working part-time, um, bartender and then part-time cashier, like on some real shit. And I was telling her. But, but there's, but there's, but there's again, there's nuance to the conversation. So I agree with you. Let's be clear on something. The American education system is a failure. It's a failure. It is. It is. And, 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 and you have to look no further than where we rank globally in STEM, in STEM, um, STEM courses. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. We, 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 we rank globally yeah, in we STEM fucking, we, we sucking exactly in that, people. As a nation in education. And, and just, just look at the things, the, the nonsense people have come up with during this. People were talking about how COVID, which is an upper respiratory infection, was caused by 5G. Like, the, the stupidity that people have displayed during this pandemic. Tell you bro, ignorance is bliss, bro. Think about this. I, and I said this. I hate saying it, but I said it on my previous show. If I tell you something, right? Not you per se, but if I tell you somebody that is a group of us, me and you talking, we spitting what we talking right now, we telling the truth, we going there, right? We getting deep. Me and you could say the same thing. Like, yo, bro, do what you got to do. Go vote. Use the voting act as an example. Yo, go vote. Do this. This is how you change shit, right? And people would look at us that look like us would be like, man, these fucking niggas know what they're talking about. Man, fuck out of here with that shit. A white man come around and say, yo, go vote. Say the same exact shit. And then they might do it. 
they'll entertain what he says because I believe that our issue and our, to me, one of our biggest issues is self-hate. Oh, I, bro, I, I, I 100% agree with you about this. 100% agree with like, we fucking that. hate each other. We yeah, hate ourselves. That, that goes back to what I was just saying about the fact that as black people, white did such a good job on us that all of our achievements are, like, look at what we were just talking about before when I said to you, most of us as black people are living our ancestors' wildest dreams. But when we talk about our progress, they're just giving us breadcrumbs. Nothing has changed. da 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 And I'm like, fam, no. That's, that's absolutely nonsense. What are, just, just if we talk about what you and I have achieved, what you and I have achieved 30 or 40 years ago probably would not be the case for most of us. So, so again, there's a part of it where how we talk about our successes is reflective of how we see ourselves. And if everything that we achieve is always, well, you know, yeah, Jay-Z and Dr. Dre are this, but the rest of us ain't achieved nothing, it's like, well, if that's, if that's what you think, cool, keep that to you. That's for you. But I feel every day I wake up, I'm proud of everything I've achieved as a black man who came from a single-parent household. I was raised by my mom and my aunties and my sister. And I, I am as, as, I am as man as, a, as man comes, which I always look at the whole masculinity conversation. People are out of their minds with that nonsense right now. This is foolish to be. But I am as strong in who I am as a man as any man you can put in front of me. I, I would, period. And I'm proud of everything I've achieved. But because we talk about our achievements in this very self-hate way, because we aren't taught self-talk, we aren't taught to appreciate our achievements and love ourselves and so on and so on, that is why we find ourselves there. So to your point of, you know, not wanting to listen to each other, of course we're not listening to each other because most of us not even listening to ourselves. Agreed on that one. We don't listen to ourselves. I'm going to listen to you when I ain't listening to me. You know what I mean? How many of us are out here just living the lives that somebody told us to, oh, just pray, just do this, just, you know, God and all this other shit? I can't tell you how many of my homegirls and just friends in general was out here ready to get married, have kids in their early 20s because society and social standards is telling them that's what they need to do. Now, fast forward 35, 36, 37, pushing 40, and, the, and half of them don't even know what they want for themselves. My girl was talking to her mom a couple months back. And her mother said to her, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Her mom is in her 60s. Now, bro, who does she this, Who does she learn it from? Like, where where does she get the reinforcements from? Like, it's a it's a wild when you when you when you talk to our people and you realize, first and foremost, I'm not a man of faith. Whatever you want to do, pray to whoever you want, as long as you ain't hurt nobody. That's your business. But what religion? has done to our people and our inability to really look at things objectively, make decisions for ourselves from a fact-driven, um, I don't want to say unemotional place, but emotion should not emotion should not outweigh the facts in front of us. And so many of us are so driven by what we feel. Even to what you say, Yo, we just feel like we damned if we do, damned if we don't. Then I don't care how you feel, because here's what I know. The people want to take our voting rights and who don't want to talk about our history in their classrooms are going to vote. So fuck your feelings. Take your ass to the polls and at the very least make sure they can't do that. That's, that's for me, bro, that's where I'm at with it right now. It's on just the voting piece of it. It isn't about, yes, I want certain things to be achieved. And yes, I'm going to, you know, push issues and so on and so on. But there is an entire political party that is trying to take away 
our right that is trying to marginalize our right to vote and not teach it our, and not teach history effectively, so that they can maintain the status quo. If that were the only thing I had to vote about, I I'm going to. Period. I get it. So what if you say to be devil's advocate? What if you say that? Let's just say for shits and giggles. Everybody showed up and vote, but you're a controller of the system. You can rig elections. You can pat the stats. You can change numbers because it's their system. Had it happened? Sure. But it's never happened. And what I can tell you is that the people who are currently in charge are on our side for the most part. Bro, you didn't think that Bush stole that election? No. There's there's, there's factual evidence of the fact that he didn't really steal the election. And part of why he got out more could have fought harder for that election. He chose not to. But I'm saying, why do you think he took, again, that's what I'm trying to say, the underlining shit, not the shit that we're going to see in black and white, the shit that got uh, Kennedy wig split, man. Like, you be, we're fighting in a system that's rigged, and they're telling us to go straight. Bro, this shit is rigged, man. It's like they're telling you to go straight. But, but this is what I'm trying to tell you. It's like, let me, like, the, the, um, the dough shit, right? Let's just say he could have fought more, right? What if a phone call was made to him saying, yo, listen, yo, you fight, this happens to such and such. That's how barbaric this system is. But that's how it happens. No, but I'm saying, exactly, so. If we want to create hypotheticals to help suit, you know, the point we're trying to make, I am not fighting you on the fact that there are people who are going to try and undermine democracy, but we just watched them try to do that, and it did not work. Now, if you're trying to say to me that black people show up to vote and suddenly they're not going to count our votes or, you know, whatever the case may be, I mean, can that happen? It's happening, bro. How? Because, of listen, all the laws that they're throwing down the pipeline to stop people from voting of color is happening. It's been happening. Well, those, well, those things are in court. And again, my point is, that is one political party. Those, those are Republican legislatures doing those. So what I'm saying to you is, we know one political party is doing that. Yes, the Republican Party is doing that in their legislatures throughout the South and wherever else they can. They're yeah, predominantly the South. Yeah. My point is, if you know they're doing that, that should motivate you to vote even more. But, because here's the thing, if you don't vote, then they will do it. And then your vote really won't count. All right, so look or, at it like this. Yeah, so you'd be like, fuck it. But, so, Sean, let me ask you this question. You ever, like, when I was growing up, I had this kid that got picked on every fucking day for, like, three years, man. He got so many fights. So, from, like, fourth grade or third, going to fourth grade to sixth grade, whatever, right? He had so many fights. And I want to say, when we hit sixth grade, he became a fucking terror because he just fought so much. And... When I asked him, like, you know, older and cool and shit, like junior high school, I said, yo, bro, like, why you started doing that shit? He said, yo, I was tired. Yo, I was just tired, bro. Like, every day, I'm getting wedgies and smacked up my head. and you know what I mean? So, most people are tired, bro. Like, you, you're a Caribbean dude that came to America. America. Oh, no, but I'm saying, like, you're, you're all right, you're right, you're right. But I'm saying, like, you're, um... Your ancestry. It, 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 you have somebody that brought something to America 
They had like a tradition and they passed that down to you, bro. Right? You just said it yourself. You grew up with um a young lady that had bad parents, for lack of better words, that had parents that were in fucked up situations. So a lot of people and mostly in our areas of the hood, right? They have that struggle, bro. So if they're fighting for years as a kid at two and seven and eight and ten and twelve and twenty, you get fucking tired, bro. You're like, yo, you know what? Fuck this shit. Depends on the individual. Like I said, you had with the shorty and, and the guy that I spoke about, y'all mentalities were different. Like, he became a monster. When I say monster, monster. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, all right, he'll stop. He just kept on going. And the body started piling up. And he's about to come home soon, too. But that's a different story. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm saying? He became a monster, yo. And he broke. And he was like, yo, bro. Like, yo, son. I just I just stopped giving a fuck. Now that's his way. Yeah, that's his way. Now you got some people that get hurt and they go into hermit mode. Or you know, like when you're in a relationship with a woman and you're just going through the motions, you're going through something traumatic or whatever have you, and you're like, yo, fuck this shit, man. It's over. You don't officially tell her it's over, but you go through the emotions to try to leave for the breadcrumb to say, yo, listen, this shit is dead. And then one day you might get up and say, you know what? I'm out. Like it's different reactions for trauma, and what I see is and how I feel. I get you on your, you know, buck the system and all that shit. It's good, it's cool, but when we got this, it's too many fights. We don't have an ideology or a a one A and a one B plan that we execute, and then we'll start getting our ducks in a row. Now, if you're telling me right now that it's it's a war, and I always use this statement. It can be two. It can be have. It can be two truths. We can have two truths to something because it's two ways of war. It's fought. It's fought strategizing with people who never touch the field, and it's fought with people who actually touch in the field. And I believe what we're saying, we're saying the same things. We just have different approaches and ideologies about it. But the shit that we need to come together on is like, all right, Sean, you you a politician type guy. You understand the numbers and the nuances of how the system maneuvers. So I could be the guy to say, you know what? We got to protect this dude and make sure that we get him to that point where he gets us to that point. You know what I'm saying? On that aspect. I understand what you're saying. You have to have soldiers and you have to have diplomats. I'm not fighting you on that. That's a fact. Not everybody can negotiate and not everybody can fight. I'm not, everybody has a role to play in the game. I'm not disputing any of that. That can be true, but everyone can still vote because voting doesn't take you to negotiate and voting doesn't take you having to fight. So you can go vote and then go back to being a soldier. You can go vote and then go back to being a diplomat. That's the thing. It's not, you don't, you don't have to just wear the one hat. You can show up for the election. You can have the people who you look at and you say, I trust this person's information and perspective, but also you need to confirm certain things because even the most altruistic people, people who tend to get into politics, when you're 20-something, 30-something, and you're like, I want to change things, I want to be here for change, and you're going with all that altruism, 
how will I ever change things? That's part of our issue with our system. And again, this is where voting comes in. If you left it up to me, I don't think you should be able to serve in Congress or the Senate for more than, let's say, 25, 30 years. So, I thank you for your service. We're going to send you off into the sunset, and that'd be the end of that. But when you got people who've been there 50, 60 They're years, holding seats. Yeah, I, I and, agree. And, and they just got used to the power and the position. Now you get corrupted because it's like what they said. You either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> That's that the true fact. That, that is human nature. Because eventually, yeah, even the even most incorruptible spirit becomes corrupt because yeah, you get addicted to the money and the adulation and the people saying your name and all of that. So what we have is a, is a situation of too many people who are in power for too long and they get corrupted and then we just leave them there. Look how well this dude just died. Um, Sheldon, Sheldon Silver, I think his name is, man, he's the, um, he, he, I think he was like a state assemblyman or something like that. Man just died. He was in that role for 20, 30 years and then got corrupted. You've been doing it 40 years, got corrupted after a while. Because eventually the money, the connection, you know, just let this... And, but if we, don't, if we don't vote in the way that we should, then those people just stay there. So and they get corrupted and me, things never change. Let me That's ask you this. Let me ask you this. If what? you can go back, not even go back, let's... Present, mind, present day. If you can construct a way for everyone to get on the same page... You still would expect a soldier to vote? Yes. Why wouldn't I expect a soldier to vote? Because he's a soldier. He doesn't care about the, the, the litigation part. He cares about... You don't have to care about that, but you care about, bro, you care about the treatment you get when you stop being able to fight, right? Nah, bro. You got to fight. Like I said, you got to have fighters, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm the, not just the physicality, bro. The, the mentality. Because remember, when the physicality dwindles, the mentality stays there. You don't think that broke our spirits? You don't think them two instances broke our spirits?
again, my point is, and yeah, but everybody again, bro. This is what I'm trying to say. Everybody don't have that resolve that you or I will have, son. Everybody not. That's what people. That's what people do, bro. When they broken, you ever seen somebody broken? They just be like, "Yo, fuck it, take my life, let me do that's, this or whatever." That's fine, but life is not gonna stop because you're broken. Agreed. Life is not gonna stop because you're broken. But they, and the bad people are not gonna stop because you're broken. Bro, but so they're not broken like us. Okay. They're not broke. The system doesn't buck them. It bucks us. That's the like I'm saying. It's like we're asking, and I agree with you. On a lot of shit you're saying, but the my main point is, if you're telling me that, yo, walk the straight line, Ivan. Walk the straight line, Sean. Walk the straight line. But I'm watching you cut me. Like, oh, shit. After a while, I'm going to just be like, yo, you know what? This next motherfucker cut me. I'm cutting with him. And then when you do that, when you cut, that's when they smack you on the wrist. And that's why I always talk about X and King. One was walking a straight line. The other one was like, yo, fuck that. You cut me, I cut you. You stab me, I stab you. And then that's what America couldn't take. You know what I'm saying? So again, if I see that, like you said, the ancestors, and I see my forefathers, the ones who told it the line and the ones that cut the line, they both get that same end result. What kind of hope does that lie with me if my mind is set like that? Not saying that is impossible, but I just keep on seeing the dude that cuts the line get gunned down. I keep on seeing the Mega Evans. I can see the um the Abdullah Weemans. I keep seeing the Sandra Blands. I keep seeing this. I keep seeing that. You just give up. Okay. But but here's the thing. If all you want to see are the bad things, do you see the Sean James? Do you see the I? No, you you're not going to see that because we're not glorified, bro. Remember what Chris okay. Rock said? But again, wait, stop for a second. Stop for a second. Because this is something that I, 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 I get frustrated with us each other I don't if somebody come, if, if, whether it's online whatever the circumstances are we are it's our responsibility to uplift one another I'm not expecting nobody else to do that yeah. so if you're going to sit Agreed. here and tell me that the reason why we struggle the way we struggle is because our heroes get killed I'm going to ask you well, what about the heroes that are very much alive Bro, what about the men who are doing it the right way every single day who are, who are productive and, and thriving like this idea that well because I'm not on TV or I'm not on it. It goes back to what I was saying to you before earlier. We have to stop talking about greatness and only talking about it for people who they put on TV in front of us. Yeah, I, I totally to agree. But I'm just using that TV that's point. That's killing them. Because if all I'm going to talk about is, well, they kill Becky Evans, they kill Malcolm X, they kill MLK. Cool. But what about all the black men who are alive and well, thriving? What about the Bakari Sellers? What about the Don Lemon? What about the Sean James or the Ivan Thanks or the, the people who are doing it the right way, who are, who are grinding it, who may not be the richest of the rich, who may not be the most popular. I don't have 10 million followers on TikTok, but when I open my mouth, well, you know, some real shit comes out. And and, 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 and I can sit here with you and we can have this podcast and we can have these discussions and, and maybe touch a couple of lives or whatever the case may be. We have to and that's why I do it. about ourselves in that space and doing it for ourselves. But bro, we're not, what well, I say why... We're not glorified because of the struggle, but I do agree. But when you look at it, right, you can have, and like Chris Rock said, and I can't remember what special it was. He said, yo, I live next to a dentist. 
And for me to be a black, that 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 whole skit, that's factual. He's like, yo, for me to be where I am, if I was a dentist, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I would have to invent teeth to live in that area. So when you see that shit, it's like, damn, the average Joe Schmo white guy. But again, why are we measuring ourselves to that is what I'm saying to you. Because you get to live in this wealthy ass area because you're Chris Rock. And this piece of shit, this dude is probably, he's just a dentist, not a piece of shit. Let me not piss on this man, I don't know. Yeah, he's probably mediocre, again, <laughs> that's what you mean. <laughs> I'm not arguing about that with you. I'm not, I'm not disputing the systemic racism of America and the, the things in place that allow for that type of situation to happen. Fine. All of that can be true. But what I'm saying to you is, yo, you get to still be Chris Rock, my G. You still get to live there. Now, what are you going to do about making sure that there's more people that look like you that can live there? What do we do about creating our own neighborhoods where when the, when a white person, where white people want to come live where we live now? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's about creating spaces for yourself and not just measuring yourself against, well, this guy's a dentist and he is to live across the damn Chris Rock. Like, that, yeah, I understand the purpose of the story. I get what Chris Rock is saying, and I don't disagree with it from a, from a just, you know, looking at it flat out and saying, yes, a dentist lives across the street. Chris Rock. It's wild. It's that crazy. Chris Rock. Like, okay, cool. But also, why can't prison? But why can't a dentist live across from Chris Rock? Like, think of, like, spin that slightly. What if the dentist was black and lived across the street from Chris Rock? Would then that would that make him? Would then that make would that make him um uh worthy of living across the street from Chris Rock? I think so he, because he's a dentist, he should. It would make it would make it like like oh shit, it's comfortable. Because again, the reason why we bring up celebs because as uh, the representation on a like a major forefront. Yes, we we me you people that get money, people that I know make great that make great lives for themselves. We can like be recognized, but just on the the optic aspect, no one want to knows our struggle. They don't want they don't give a damn because they live it every day. But that's the but then that's the problem. That's the actual problem. This is the same conversation as why the cops and the kids are getting killed by guns. The problem is 400 million guns in the country. That's the problem. The problem isn't whatever the fuck else people want to create. Put more cops in the Yo, street. Yo, you know what? None of that shit is the actual problem. The problem I'm being honest, honest, Sean. And this is some real shit. We, it, we keep avoiding the problem because talking about the problem requires real hard fucking work that nobody wants to do. So if I just say, well, they kill MLK or they kill Malcolm X, so why even bother? But we ignore all of the very successful black people who aren't multimillionaires, who aren't Hollywood actors, who are just average Joe working their ass off every day, taking care of their family. Then I can't create this narrative of "woe is us." We can never do anything. Yo, I got a way. I am, I am my ancestors' wildest dream. You are your ancestors' wildest dream, and I love you, black man, and I appreciate all your success as a man, as a father, and everything. And when we start talking about each other in that way in mass, watch what happens. But if we want to keep sitting here, yo, they're killing us. They're killing us. Bro, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, You're stupid, yo. Died. They were great men. But there are other great men who are alive and grinding yo, and bro. trying to make it. But we, how long are we going to keep talking about them beating us up and all this shit? Yes, we get picked the poses. And the racism you and I deal with today can't compare to what our ancestors Oh, hell no, it's different. Because you know why? I, 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 I know how to shoot. Yeah, they had tolerance. I don't have. And we over here like, nah, I'm not going to use that thing 
I hear that, man. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. But yo, with the gun situation, not even getting off, but pivoting a little. To change the gun situation in America, this is all you gotta do. All you gotta do is let everybody get a gun. And shit will get different. In the South, no. it's easy. Uh, hear me out. Hear me out, bro. This is what I'm trying to say. In Charlotte, in Atlanta, you can carry a gun. And the issue with and the issue with that, they if we look the numbers, I don't have them offhand, but I guarantee you, the amount of shootings and killings are the same here. They're the same everywhere. But the thing about that places like Charlotte and Atlanta, I'm not talking about with cops, I'm talking about with civilians, plain people, right? Regular Joe Schmoes. The average percentage or time that you hear or see on the news or hear about shit just going crazy is not as often as you think. Like in Charlotte, everybody had a gun, right? It was certain safe zones that they call it per se that you couldn't take your weapon into. So say to go to the movies, you couldn't take your weapon in the movies because they had armed guards on premises, they'll let you know. So let's just say if me and you get into some shit inside the movies, and they spill off outside of the movies. One of us uh, is likely to die. You know what I'm saying? So not saying it doesn't happen, but a lot of stuff is, is kind of like moved on because people don't want to go there. Like the situation with the baby, the reason why he got locked up when he murdered that young man in the Walmart situation was because at, yeah, but because at first, before all the video was released, he looked like the aggressor. So they took it like, yo, everybody out here got guns. He was popping off at the mouth. Whoop-de-whoop happened. Oh, now we see the full video, so we got to let him go. You know, he didn't kill the guy. He did, but, you know, it was a self-defense. So me seeing that shit, I'm like, yo, we live in New York. So, it's ultra-liberal. Just, just so we clear on something, I just want to chime in real quick because you said something. I'm big on facts, and somebody might listen to this. And, you know what I mean? So Georgia, I'm looking at it. I'm on the CDC's website right now. Uh, death rate per capita, so that's per 100,000 people. Georgia is 15.8. New York is 3.9. That was for 2019. So, just so we go to it, it's the places with more guns, the highest in the country, just so I can get this real quick. Highest, Texas? Uh, death, no, Alaska. Alaska, followed by Mississippi, Wyoming, New Mexico, Alabama, Louisiana, Missouri, South Carolina, Arkansas. That's now, all basically all red. Are 19, yeah. uh, the highest in Alaska with 24.4 deaths per 100,000. Yeah, they don't have that many people there, so that number's going to spread out. But, but again, per capita, so it matches out the way it's supposed to. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, you put more guns, people going to shoot more. It's not rocket science. You got a so clean house, man. So what, what, so what could have been as simple as you cut me off in traffic, okay, you go your way, I go mine, maybe I flip you off. And they still can die from that, bro. It's just people don't care. Like we don't value each other. We don't value life. So even if it's not a gun, I might think I might still try to kill you. But again, if I know with a gun, it becomes that much easier. That's all I'm saying. Like I understand this idea of everybody has guns. Oh, it's it's hard, man. I'm telling you to shoot somebody. You gotta be there, bro. I'm telling you that make you think like, damn. Like I know dudes that were killers. And they say, yo, it's a certain dude that never, every ain't naming no names, statues and shit. Mm-hmm. He came around, the dudes that was killed became sheep. 
because he was the wolf. So when you know, like, yo, I could literally, this could be my last sure. day of living. Sure. I'm going to ease down on that, though. But, but again, that's in a very, that's in a, that's in a one-to-one situation like that. If we in cars and I could just drive off, I might let a few off just to let you know I'm not going to be fucked with. There's, there's a, there's a, motherfuckers is walking into Taco Bell with the AR, bro. Like, this is not a, this is not, this is, we, we are in a situation where this gun culture is so wild. And again, I'm a person who likes guns. Like, I'm not even on some, like, I don't want guns anywhere. But this is a uniquely American problem. And again, this is this is a cultural thing, too, because it just so happens the country with the most guns is also the country that's been at war for most of the Yeah, years. we love our, like I said, America. America's America been at war for about 90%. We only respect that. money and violence, man. That's it. <laughs> guns and butter, bro. That's it. You ain't giving... You got some shit I want. I'm a strong on you with my guns and my military because I want your butter. That's America, man. <laughs> and, that's in our, and that's in the DNA of this country. We are the country. And I'm not, I'm, but again, if you want to change that, if you want to change that, and you'll never really change it. There's no politician who's going to get rid of the guns. Hell no. Like There's no politician who's going to legit cut the defense budget. It's just nope. not going to happen. Not in a million um, years, bro. That shit ain't going to happen. But what you can have are politicians who maybe allocate funds differently maybe put bigger emphasis on social on social safety net because what we can talk about what now we just coming out of a pandemic there's people who literally bankrupt this shit yep. the thing that says that medical reasons are the number one bankrupting cause in america yeah you know how you change that you get people in office who are going to get you universal health care so that everyone is protected but you so think honestly sean you think we you think we want to do that as a country? I don't think so. Because we, the, these companies are making so much money. Bro, they're not. But again. Yeah, Gavin, what's the man? Gavin, whatever name he was talking about it. elected and started repealing uh, Obamacare they had a town hall meeting because I was in a union with AT&T and they were like yo I don't want to I'm losing my health care and these are predominantly redneck bible belt white people they're like I'm losing my health care I was like you fucking idiot that's what Obamacare you help get it repealed they were like oh I didn't know I said of course you didn't dummy Yeah, hey, I was like, you're dumb, because, like, because fucking idiots. Outweighs everything <laughs> for these people. My white identity is more important than me having teeth and healthcare. Bro, I'm going to tell you that. I respect that they stay on cold with each other, even though they, I mean, they might not line up with their ideology and shit. They see that complexion, they be like, yo, psh, all right, whatever. But that's what I'm saying to you. I, yo, I will beat the Democrats about what they don't do and whatever I think and all of that. But fam, at the end of the day, here's what I know. When you pull up to a Democratic convention, there are no Confederate flags. Those guys 
guys who came walking out of the bushes in Charlottesville a couple of years back talking about Jews will not replace us, those guys vote Republican. Say what you will about Democrats, whatever they may not do, whatever. The racists support the other people. So, Once bro. again, we, we need to start having this from a bare bones standpoint. The racist people, typically, all Republicans are not racist. Nope, they're not. Racists are Republican. Man, I can agree. So, but so what you say about look what happened? So my energy is this. I'm not voting for the people that the racists support, period. All right. That's, that's, I get that point. But what about when you see shit like Trump when they block Obama for naming a Supreme Court judge and Trump got the name, what, two, three, before he got out? Because, the Republicans that's, thugged that's him. The, that is what happens when you don't control the Senate. That's, that's, bro, that's it. When you don't have the Senate and you don't have the House, you can only do so much. Uh, that's the if checks that and balances. I get it, man. But shit. That is the game. But, you can have, you, you can have all the presidents you want. If you don't have the House, don't have the Senate. Good luck, Jim. <laughs> it's a dub. Yo, I, yo, I guarantee. Everybody shows up every four years for a president. I hope, bro. Necessary to get the Senate the House. That in the next couple years, if everything stays lining up with everybody's voting and getting out more, and we having a higher turnout, and we get the House and Senate on lock, like you say. And then it still hit us with the curveball. We're going to have a talk about that one, man. Because I feel that shit. I see it coming, bro. bro I see it. I'm, 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 you can hear it right now from me. If we ever get to the point, this is true story. If we get to a point where you get a Democratic president for two, for two terms, eight years, who, some, who we help get House and Senate for all eight years with, re, with real margin, not like 50, not 50 50, but like. 62, like 62 votes in the Senate and the House. If we pull that off and they don't do nothing, hear me out. I'm still going to say go vote, but I will come and say to you, Abra, listen, because my energy will always be not voting doesn't help us at all. That's that's my, that's all of, I think of it like with vitamins. I, I give this the perfect analysis for it. So I have, I take a multitude of multivitamins and things like that. And when they do studies in science, you know, how effective vitamins are, you, you have a hard time getting a clear answer on how effective vitamins are. But this is my take on it. Here's what I can tell you. It doesn't hurt me. So at the very least, so in the worst case, it does nothing or it helps. But I know for a fact it doesn't hurt. So if I don't, so I, if I don't vote, I know it hurts me. If I do vote, it either does nothing or it helps. The possibility of it helping is enough for me to go vote. Because I know if I don't vote, the bad people are still going to vote. And it hurts me if I don't vote. And at the very least, even if it doesn't hurt me, it hurts people who are far more vulnerable than I am. Because in the rea reality, with the type of income I make, with the life I live, I have no kids, me and my lady, Gucci, we'll be fine. I live in a blue state. And this is something else I was saying to you before, before we jumped on this. I've moved to a place in just how I think where I like to help the people who live in Mississippi, Louisiana, you know, get more help because at the end of the day, those southern states, Mississippi, Louisiana, those states are at the bottom of education, they're at the bottom of health care. These people continue to vote Republican despite the fact that 50, 60, 70 years, they, 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 they are at the bottom of every measurable statistic that determines how good your state is. I would like to help those people as much as possible with my vote, but those people have to help themselves. So I'm going to show up to vote knowing that I live in a blue state, 
am at a point in my life where I don't really need this help that I'm voting for. Like, no, where I, I live in New York, no one's trying to deny me my vote here. I live in New York, no one's trying to take away my wife, my, my, my girlfriend, and you know, and eventually my wife's right to have an abortion if we should so if she should so choose. Those aren't things I'm concerned about living in this city and in, in, in this state. But for people who live in places like Georgia, where they're trying to pull bullshit, for my family who lives in Texas, where they're trying to pull bullshit, for the people who live in those, you know, black people who live in the city, Mississippi has the largest black population in America, bro. And you would never know based on the way the state goes, because those people ain't showing up to vote like they should. But Mississippi has the largest black population in America. You're Sean. You ever been to Mississippi? What's up, bro? You ever been to Mississippi? Never. <laughs> playing by the rules. The rules of the game is rigged on that. Alright, so look. Let's just start slowing it down now. Let's get to what we really want to talk about. Now, with this Eric Adams situation with the cops. What you feel is the outcome of that? I'm going to tell you. I, 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 I mean, you saw the video I posted earlier. This is what's going to happen. Two to three years from now, they're gonna run the stats. They're gonna see the same. I compare it to I compare it to the crime bill in '93. So crime bill in '93, all of us have had the the the, the hindsight is 2020 moment of yo, it was really bad for persons of color. You know, Biden who wrote it and all the senators who were still in in the Senate and in the House who voted for it, along with the president signed for it, have all admitted there were unforeseen consequences and all of this. Now I call bullshit because. Black people have always been the most policed people in this country. So for you to tell me that when you pass this bill that tightens the strings on, on, on the policing and the prosecution of people and you don't expect it to adversely affect black people, I'm calling bullshit. So I look at this, the, 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 the recreation of those police officers units in the same way that I look at the 93 crime bill. A bunch of people are being reactionary to what are terrible murders of police and children and you know, an increase in crime, that if we actually looked at it objectively, is nothing close to the crime we used to have anyway. It is an uptick in crime. But by and large, it's right in line with the levels of crime we had the last 15 goddamn years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like uh, when I was growing it's, up in the 80s and 90s. It's not, some kind of, it's not like crime went from like, you know, 5% to like 30%. It is, it is marginally more than it has been the last couple of years. And I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of this is people who were supposed to get killed before but everybody was in the house during COVID, so they're just collecting the bodies now. That's all it is. But anyway. You said it's hot outside, y'all. What's going to end up happening is the same thing with the crime. But it's going to happen a little bit quicker because you're going to run for mayor in four years. So what you're going to have is two or three years, four years when it's time for this man's re-election, you're going to get all the think pieces and the exposés where they pull up the stats and they say, oh, shockingly. Oh, also, on this slight caveat, Stop and frisk worked at a rate of 
Yeah, it's man. Not, we it's it's like. Not have, it's not gonna. It's not going to, you know, drop the crime rate or the murder rate in any precipitous fashion because again, it's not like it went crazy in the first place. So you're 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 gonna make a small dent because it's the whole it's the whole. Um, I'm sure you've heard the whole thing about the watchtower in the prison where where even if there's no one in the watchtower, the fact that there is a watchtower, people behave differently. Yep. I just look at it this way, man. But the reality is is that the gun situation is never going to change because we have a patchwork gun law system in America where any half-brain person can get in the car, two friends get in the car, they drive 10 hours south or west, they go to any number of states that are 10 hours. You can drive to Florida in 16 hours if you're really pushing it. You drive down there, you get a couple of guns, you drive the damn thing back. And as long as you ain't breaking the speed limit, you don't have any tents and you don't look too suspicious, the boys ain't out the You don't have to go to Florida. You could do that in Pennsylvania. You don't even have to go that far. But I'm just saying, like, when you have, and it's the same thing that happens in Chicago. Chicago has very strict gun laws, but the bordering states do not. So I'll just pop over to Wisconsin real quick. I'll get me a couple of guns and then I'll be back in time for dinner. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, it just, we, we, we have this very patchwork system. And then again, you have 400 billion guns that we can. That's the, the, what we can track. Like, that's 400 million that we know of. That's not even talking about the guns we don't know about, serial numbers scratched off that no one knows where you got them from. So you have, damn, what? So when you, when you, when you, when you do that, how, how do you expect it not to be what it is? Like, if anything, we should be surprised that more people don't die in America from gun violence. I'll be honest with you. Because it's, 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 it's insane. And again, it's a unique to America problem. Australia had one mass shooting in the 90s, and they were like, okay, no one has done that. Yeah, you're right, because they're about their people, man. That was literally the end of it. I think it was like 1992, they had one mass shooting, and it was like, all right, now we're taking one. Yeah, they're about their people, man. In the UK, they'd be poking each other because no one has done it. Yeah, swords and shit. Yeah, which at least, you know what you can't do with a sword? You can't kill 100 people in 10 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, we, we, we like to pretend that we are somehow unique in our in our situation. We are not unique. We are unique in our problems, but the solutions aren't overly complicated. It's just not that hard. You have too many guns. Let's get rid of something. And watch everything change. But we're not going to do that. My thing is, if we're not going to do that, similar to what we were talking about, people who, you know, they get tired from getting beat down so much and they choose to lay down. Damn, if you want to lay down, and I said this on the last time I was on, if you want to clean your chicken, clean your chicken. I don't care. <laughs> but don't try and convince me that it's necessary. If you want to lay down because you're tired of fighting, cool, lay down. But don't complain because you get stepped on it and lay on the ground. If you want to, if you want to keep your guns and have 400 million guns in circulation, fine. But don't be surprised when people get shot. It's just simple math. If you if you don't want to vote, cool, don't vote. But then don't be surprised. When your rights start disappearing and your girl can't get an abortion in Texas anymore. So now you got to go travel to wherever the hell to get it done. Don't be surprised when you don't have health care. Don't be surprised when your education system is failing and your infrastructure is failing because you keep voting for people who don't think it's necessary to put money into those things. Like it's, it's not complicated. It's, it's very obvious why we're failing. It's, it's flagrantly obvious. But because we don't, in the same way that as black people, we're not going to uplift each other and talk about each other in the way we want to. We're just going to complain that no one does it. I had this conversation with, some, with a dude, one, one of my homies. I said, bro, you sitting here telling me no one bigs men up. When was the last time you grabbed one of your homies and said, my G, I love you, 
You're not taught that, though, man. I agree, but it's hard for some people if they don't have the the gall, the the you know what I mean, the the heart, the bravery to stand up and do that and be about that. Oh shit, Sean, you in this word, man? Just toxic, man. <laughs> It's a reinforcement, bro. We're not teaching that in our homes, man. Hey, listen, man. Then, then we need to start. But, bro, who's doing that? That's my whole point. Like, you can sit there and do it. Look how you were raised. That's what it always goes back to your home training, bro. How was I raised? Bro, I'm raised by a mother who I didn't have a conversation about police brutality. No, but I'm saying she didn't necessarily have. Bro, bro, she didn't have to. My mom's never had a conversation about police brutality. My mother literally said to me when George Floyd died, she said, shh. I get it because your mother is only doing what she knows, bro, from a woman perspective. Exactly, bro. But who? But who's gonna? You had to go through your shit, bro. She didn't go through what you go through because one, she's a woman and she grew up in a different country and she came here and she had to basically say, "Yo, I don't want to lose this right, so let me just keep my head down and swivel." You got here, you were born here, and you had a different outlook on that, so it's gonna make you resilient to that. But also, you had a woman that understood. At least half the game and and help you articulate and learn and maneuver through this world, son. A lot of people yeah, don't I'm, have that I'm, solid I'm, parent. I'm not arguing none of that with you, but there's also a facet of it is that I because here's the thing, we can make excuses for everybody, but at the end of the day, there are decisions to be made, bro. Like at some point, like I I understand circumstances. I understand some of us come from harder situations, homes that were broken, all types of situations. I'm not faking on none of that. I'm not diminishing or marginalizing nobody's challenges in their life, bro. Trust me. We, we all got some shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even, especially where we come from. I'm not faking on none of that. But, dog, it's grown men we work with, men who I've known for 10, 15 years, who literally are still talking the same way they were talking when they were 25 years old. Fam, that is choice at that point. There comes a point where I'm, I don't care about your excuses anymore. You have a have a literal computer in your pocket every day that you use for bullshit. I am no different from anybody else, bro. I am just intellectually curious. Now, I understand well, how do you get the intellect, bro? That. That's what I'm saying. Some people may not be that. Your mentality. However, you do have a $1,200 device in many cases in your pocket where you literally could find out anything. The issue isn't about a lack of information. The issue is about the fact that people, again, just want to be right. Nobody wants to learn. Nobody wants to know. You said to me, yo, Sean, 
I guarantee you, bro, if you look at the numbers of it up, and I looked it up, and I gave you the facts behind it. And you was like, oh, shit. And what you did, you took the information, and you will adapt your thoughts on that point. It wasn't about proving you wrong. It was about getting the facts so we could have an informed conversation. Because the day you asked me to do this, I told you one thing was going to be with me, and I was not going to waver on that. We're going to talk facts. We're going to commit to the information. There is enough emotional talk out here that I don't want to be a part of it. Period. And that's some real shit. Nah, facts is good, bro. Numbers are good. You can go off numbers, and then you can add it. You can count up comparison and all that shit. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, a lot of us don't go off of facts, bro. We go off emotions, like I've been saying. I'm not arguing against what you're saying. I'm just telling you. To be the advocate, people run off emotions, bro. Like, I oh, I put a post up years ago. I said, yo, you can argue. You can't argue a fact, right? But people choose to. Oh, nah. Because they're feelings. Like, we could say, yo, Tom Brady got seven championships, right? That's a fact. But people would be like, man, he's supposed to have three because of the other it doesn't matter, bro. That's your feelings. And that's what the average person that's not thinking like that has. Their feelings. And, and they will ride that shit to the wheels fall off. That's, they're allowed to have their feelings. But your feelings do not trump the facts first. And second, your feelings don't get to create the facts. So you can say, well, I feel Tom Brady should only have won three or four rings. That's cool. But here's what we know. Like, I'll give you an even easier I regularly, I'm a diehard Lakers fan, as you know. And I regularly hear people say to me, yo, that bubble ring don't count. I say, that's funny, because there's a banner in the Raptors, there's a ring that they got, and when the history books that will outlast you and I talk about it, that championship counts as, any much, as much as any other championship that ever happened. So cool, you can feel how you want. And this goes back to COVID, this goes back to any number of situations we've been dealing with. You can feel however you want. But when we come out into the public sphere, and we got to engage with one another, we got to make decisions about things, and we got to figure out what's what. What you feel is not important. It's not more important than the whole and the facts of the whole. You feel that you don't need to take a COVID vaccine. Cool. You don't have to take a COVID vaccine. But if you want to come out and interact with the public for the sake of the public good, you're going to put your feelings aside, and we're going to say, if you don't get this vaccine, we're going to restrict your ability.
words together. We got to measure that shit right. We can't feel that bitch. We got we to gotta build it right. We got to know that this is how it's going to stand. You can feel that this pillar should go over here. But the pillar needs to go over there for the building to not topple over. That's it. And that's how we need to have these conversations. You can feel how you want. That's fine. How do you feel? I'm, I'm not denying that. But we are in a public sphere with real decisions need to get made. And we need to use facts to make those decisions. Agreed, all man. All talk will have us screwed up like we are right now. Because all of this Agreed. that we're running on right now is how we feel. Yeah. And we see the results we're getting from this. Yeah. <laughs> like, this shit ain't working. Well, there you have it, people. You got to decide. Are you going to deal with the facts or are you going to deal with the feelings? Either way, make your decision and choose your side wisely because it does have an effect on both sides of the aspect. Absolutely. All right, brother. It was great building. We're going to have the other convo probably next week. But, yo, I appreciate you, man. 100%. Oh, we got one for y'all people. Next week going to be serious. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to cause some calling drama, too. So, all right, brother. I'll hit, I'll hit you up later, man. Thanks. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. All right. Always, bro. Alright people That's a wrap Next week New week New heat It's Unpopular Theory And I'm out this Later y'all